At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers. Our final podcast from Steelers training camp at St. Vincent College in Latrobe. Tim Benz with you, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to betrivers.com. It is the Pittsburgh CityCast. Bet Rivers online sportsbook inviting you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets, and player props to create your perfect Bet Rivers combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with the same game parlays at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and make your baseball same game parlays today. Presented by Rivers Casino. Must be 21 gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From Mike Pursuta's dorm room at St. Vincent College in Latrobe at Benedict Hall. I, I remember what these used to look like. Spartan condition, so I'm right at home, Tim. <laughs> Wearing your Spartan green, no less. You know, uh, I've been doing this a long, long time. We used to be in Bonaventure Hall. I'm over here in Benedict now. Uh, it's great for a couple, three weeks. I'm, I'm ready to, to get back to the lap of luxury in the palatial export estate. So Mike and I will be back at it each and every week here at the uh, Pittsburgh City Cast. We're going to start in earnest next week. We'll do a quick wrap-up training camp podcast today. And then uh, the Steelers get on the road for the Jacksonville Jaguar game. Preseason game number two. I'll be on the air. Mike will be on the air. DVE for the pregame show. I'm on as early as see the 7 o'clock starts, so 3 o'clock, you're on at 5 o'clock, and you're there, right? You're going to a TIAA, whatever the hell it is, stadium? 
Heading down to Sweet Home, Alabama. I may even take a dip in the pool, Tim. That's right. That's right. They've got the pool. I forgot about the pool. I've focused so much on the pool for the Arizona Diamondback series for the Pirates. I forgot they've still got the pool functioning. Is that sponsored too? Uh, I'm not sure if it's sponsored, but you know, pool, pond, anything is good. So the Steelers right now, I believe still three and a half point favorites, sorry, underdogs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars favored in this game and I can't figure out why, and I can't figure out why the total is where it is at 42.5. Maybe they're counting on the Steelers to score a lot of points because even though Mike Tomlin talked about how the Jaguars are ahead of the process because they've had the extra week of preparation and practice, it hasn't done anything for them offensively. 11 points in one game, 13 points in the next game. What do you do with this game if you're gambling on the preseason Steelers and Jags? You know, we got to find out uh, how Jacksonville's approaching it. Uh, everybody likes to talk about quote-unquote dress rehearsals. Uh, Mike Tomlin said this will not be a dress rehearsal game for the Steelers. They are taking it a little more seriously than they did the Seahawks, game planning a little bit. They're going to take a longer look at Kenny Pickett. Uh, my rule of thumb in the preseason is find a team that you think doesn't care against one that's got an agenda, and you usually can find a winner. Um, you know, I'll give you an example of that last week, and I'll bring this up after the fact because I also had this on the Steeler Radio Network pregame show before the fact. When you looked at Pittsburgh and Seattle, you had Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph on one side, and you had Geno Smith and Drew Locke on the other. Now, no matter what you think of those four guys in September, October, November, and December, they are NFL quarterbacks. And in that instance last week, they were playing against a lot of guys who are not going to be in the NFL. So that game figured to have some points attached to it, and it did. Over 37 was a layup last week. Uh, I'm not sure what Jacksonville's plan is. I'll try to investigate that before the game. But uh, getting a look at Kenny Pickett in quote-unquote varsity action, do you think he's ready for it? If you do, that might be a good play. If not, go the other way. I'm kind of on the fence still. I will have an opinion by Saturday because, Tim, I'm not flying down to Sweet Home, Alabama, <laughs> not to have any action on this game. Well, that's the only way to keep you interested and excited and awake, potentially. Yeah, I in... mean, the left guard battle's fascinating, but come on. But by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, they'll be out of it. Yeah. There'll be guys blocking for Mason Rudolph that won't be in the NFL, which is not going to make his case any easier, or if they are thinking about trading him, make him look any better, which is part of the reason why I don't think they're really looking to trade him. Somebody comes along and makes them an offer, but I think they know what they're going to get roughly, and this, the notion that he's being showcased to me is moot. Like They know what they're going to get. You would think, unless there are just a spate of injuries... Uh, between now and the start of the regular season. I, I think they wouldn't, wouldn't be opposed to moving them, but I don't think that's etched in stone that they're going to. I think it, they need to see a little more from Pickett before they get there, and then if they get there, they'll respond accordingly depending on what's offered. I, you know, uh, It's going to take a little more than that to get Roquan Smith. Well, that's what I was saying, too, and I wrote about this in the Trib today because you know Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk said, you might see the Steelers trade Chase Claypool by the deadline. And if it's got something to do with a Roquan Smith trade, okay. But aside from that, Chase Claypool is not the kind of guy you just trade for the sake of trading, I don't think. No, uh, although he would be a great fit for the Bears. You know, when the Roquan stuff started to emerge as a story, 
I did some checking around the league. Uh, you know, what's a guy like that cost? Uh, a, an all-pro player with one year left on his deal. And clearly, if you trade for him, you're planning on that being for You're the, signing him. Yeah, it's going to be for the long haul. Uh, I was told a player of prominence, maybe not an established guy, but a Claypool is a perfect type of player that we're talking about, a guy who may yet ascend and be really good, a guy who's got a lot of potential, a guy who has had some success in the league, but isn't what you might say established yet. It would take him and either a first or a second. Bears would probably ask for first. Maybe you could talk him into a second. But I would make that deal if I was the Steelers, just because you're going to have to draft that guy in the first round next year anyway, based on what we've seen from Devin Bush and Robert Spillane out here. Yeah. Great battle. Neither one of them is ready to handle the job. Um, we'll see where it goes. Well, yeah, and then if you do trade Chase Claypool, you're back in a situation where you've got to get the wide receiver in the first or second round again, or second or third round, maybe. Well, maybe not. I mean, Calvin Austin, we haven't seen him yet uh, in a preseason game, but he was certainly lighting it up out here in practice. Pickens looks like the real deal to me. Deontay Johnson, I think, can still be a very, very good player in this league. And Gunnar Olszewski. Who knew the guy could Well, yeah, see, like Gunnar Olszewski and when Anthony Miller was healthy and Austin, those guys, to me, make it possible for you to buffer Claypool leaving from the slot. My concern would be you trade Claypool, and then if Johnson or Pickens gets hurt, you know, you don't have anybody on the outside. Well, got to roll the dice somewhere, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm... One of the revelations of this camp to me, that might be a little stronger word, but uh, Gunnar Olszewski, I think, is a way better pass catcher than Ray-Ray McLeod, a way better route runner, way more valuable uh, to an offense. I thought Ray-Ray McLeod was a really good return guy, but Olszewski is also a really good return guy, and I think he can help him you know, on first, second, and third down as well as fourth. So after the preseason game, the the funny odd shifting that was going on with the Steelers was before the preseason when the reports came out that Pickett and Trubisky were struggling in training camp, you saw the win total drop from 7.5 to 7. And I thought that's where it became really playable right there if you wanted to go over. They win. All three quarterbacks look good. George Pickens looks like he can win Rookie of the Year. He was... Plus 3,500 before the game is now plus 1,200 for him to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, are you buying now still the Steelers at 7.5 going over on that win total? And would you put a futures bet on Pickett? Pick Sorry, they're both up there. Pickett, the quarterback, is the favorite for Rookie of the Year. I wouldn't bet on him because I don't know when he's going to play. Pickens, though, at plus 1,200, not bad. Yeah, I'd take both of those. Now, you know, the asterisk is wait until we get on the other side of the Detroit game because an injury to the wrong guy is going to drastically alter yeah. the prospects of this. But I, I'm i looking at the Steelers. You know, we still haven't seen them line up with Najee Harris for any significant length of time. I think the offensive line is getting better at run blocking. Now, I did a lot of work uh, with Max Starks in this camp on Steelers.com. Max said yesterday he thinks it's going to take four games until the line shows us, you know, its true capabilities. There's a gestation period here that's going to have to continue into the regular season. I said, well, you know, those games count when they start. What are you doing? He said, run the ball, throw it quick, try to play field position. You know, they're not going to be, because this line is in a state of transition again and they've changed so much from, uh, you know, bringing in a couple of vets and bringing in a new position coach, uh, 
they're not going to come out scoring 38 points a game in the first month. So they're going to have to work around that. But uh, I look at the Steelers, Tim. I've seen what I felt I needed to see from Trubisky. I think I think he'll be uh, more than uh, adequate uh, initially, maybe even uh, help help uh, be a, a positive force initially. Um, they've never had a losing season under Mike Tomlin. Some people can uh, make fun of that if they choose to. I'm going to look at it as my, my baseline is 8-8-1, eight, eight and one, and and the low number is 7.5. Now, it's minus 107 right now to go over. The under is at minus 117, so the money is richer if you're going under. Yeah. I mean, Just, if they go 8-9, that wins. Yes. Does anybody really think they're going to go five and twelve or six and eleven? I don't. I don't think they're going to go that poorly, um, especially. And if they don't, you're going to be in it. I mean, like especially because I think they will get better as the season goes along on offense. If there's attrition on defense, injury wise, that could be a real problem. But I do think the offense is going to get better as it goes because of the offensive line assuming their star offensive players don't get hurt. But I think the quarterback meshing with the offensive coordinator and the offensive line will make them better when the season gets easier schedule-wise. Uh, it's the survival of those first six games to me that's the biggest problem. Really? I don't, I don't look at the first uh, four as all that tough. Uh, Cincinnati is going to be problematic in the jungle to start. Things. Yeah, well, I'm thinking like how the schedule is going, like how it's laid out. Cincinnati's going to be hard. Although sometimes they did this with Buffalo. You go up there yeah. and play a team that's coming off of a great season and thinks it's really going places. And you hit them in the mouth a couple times and they're they, they're not quite ready to battle yet. And you can surprise them. New England is in in transition phase as Pittsburgh is. I mean, you got it's still Belichick though. Yeah, it's still Belichick, but he doesn't have Brady. I mean, come on, you're afraid of But you do, see, you do see Brady later, though. At Cleveland with no Deshaun Watson. And then the Jets here. Uh, as I said this morning on the DV Morning Show, they could beat the Jets with Mason. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> they could beat the Jets with a quarterback that's not Mason Rudolph. You have to say that for the Browns, too, as far as that went in Cleveland. You do, yeah. Although so, he, although he, well, twice in Cleveland, now that I say that. So, I don't know, you, would, would you be stunned to see them get off to a 3-1 start? And if they did... I, I would be surprised, yeah. See, like, I put that over under... I, well, I even might, two and two puts you in good shape to get to eight. I would put an over under on the first six games at two and a half. Would you go over that? I might. I might. I might. Well, that's but getting I, really... Yeah. Uh, that's getting pretty granular. I'm a pretty deep rabbit hole. But uh, I don't know. I just... Like I say, the history... Uh, we talked a lot back when we were doing this in baseball season. You know, you play trends a lot, right? I mean... The guy's never had a losing season. I, make fun of it if you want, but it's a fact. And this would be... Well, it's more of an important fact in a topic of conversation like this. Yes, exactly. Yes, I'm not saying put if him in the Hall of Fame because of that. I'm yeah. saying bet the friggin' over because it's under a losing season, which he's never had. Yeah, it's a much more cause and effect conversation yes, to talk you. about it this way. Thank you for making that clear. I'm not saying... That uh, on Mike But Tomlin. we're talking about the losing season thing, no losing season thing. I'm not Just, saying they should put that on Mike Tomlin's headstone. Right, right, it's not yeah. validating everything from the yes. year 2010 I'm on. I'm saying if you're betting over seven and a half, he can have a losing season, which he's never had, and you still win. Now, on to the Bengals. Um, doing some reading. I, I didn't realize how little Joe Burrow had been doing with this appendectomy. And the way he was talking about it, how significant it was. 
Um, they're over-under right now. And again, Bet Rivers does this a little bit different. They slide the numbers. You just kind of find the middle of the uh, of the numbers. Like 9.5 is pretty much where the, the money is settling in on the Bengals. It's minus 121 to go over. It's under 9.5 at plus 100. So that's the de facto set point for Cincinnati. I go over, but to your point about Buffalo, with the way and they don't have a backup quarterback right now. Their backup got concussed in the first preseason game. So, you know, I Trent could... Mason! <laughs> yeah, that's right. Trade him in the division, and then he beats you as a Bengal. You get that edge rusher that Bengals got from the woods. Hendricks or Hendrickson, whatever yeah, his name yeah. is. Trey Hendrickson. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good deal. Sure. Yeah, all our good guys for... All your good guys for all of our bad guys. Yeah. Right. Just as we do for the Pirates and the Penguins all the time. That's why I keep seeing Devin Bush in a pick straight up for Roquan Smith. Like, the Bears are going to do that. I don't want to trade Claypool. Of course you don't. Um, but I would still go over with the Bengals. That said, I'm thinking more and more about the Buffalo analogy that everybody keeps making from last year. I get that. Yeah, it's a possibility. And I, I haven't researched teams that lost the Super Bowl, what they did the next year, but I don't it's think... It's usually pretty poor. Yeah, it's uh, memory tells me that it, more often than not, they take a step back, and particularly that Cincinnati team, which, hey, don't get me wrong, I think they're on a really good track, and they have a lot of really good players. But I thought they were a little ahead of schedule last year because of how well Burrow played. It wouldn't surprise me to see them uh, slide back a little bit. Now, the big news that came out while we were speaking with Mike Tomlin in his press conference, um, the news that Deshaun Watson is going to be out for 11 games, the settlement was reached. I'm looking right now, and as we speak, the over-under is not on the board for Bet Rivers because of that. Uh, I'm sure they're adjusting all the markets as it relates to Deshaun Watson at the time. We're taping up here a little bit half past noon. Well, they're going to go get somebody, right? They're going to get Garoppolo. Or they're not going to go into this with Jacoby Brissett. If I'm a Browns fan, I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. yeah. But Jacoby, to get back to where we started, I mean, he's a perfect guy now, but I ain't betting on him in September. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's been in the league enough and he's played enough that he'll beat. You're the, talking about for like preseason yeah, games, betting beat, on the Browns. He'll beat yeah. the future Walmart workers, but uh, I, I don't think uh, I like their chances. And I, they're, I can't see them starting the year with Jacoby Brissett, Josh Dobbs, or whatever else they have there. I'm looking just to see here. I didn't think to look at this when I had the Steelers numbers up. Um, they don't have right now the AFC North exact order of finish anymore. They took that down. And that's probably smart because of what happened with Cleveland. Like, I know, for instance, with the Steelers, they were still, as of last night, at minus 155 to be in fourth place. And now if Watson's out for 11, I can definitely see them sliding it. Uh, that's why I was suggesting that people get in on the at least third. Mm-hmm. Like, you, if you were somebody that really believed in the Steelers being able to be better than the Browns and one other team, well, go ahead, but that's not necessarily directly influenced by Watson. There's a presumption that Watson and the Browns were going to be one of those teams, and then you're assuming then that the Steelers are going to be better than either Baltimore or Cincinnati. But if you're like me and you were only – By the way, this is really nice now that it's 11 games, so he will be coming back. So that is an 11-week distraction for those guys on top of not having a good quarterback. It's going to be a topic – throughout the year every time they go on the road it's going to be a story before they go and then how they're treated and afterwards you hear the, the chance in uh jacksonville right yeah uh, you know this is going to be the circus has come to cleveland and the clown's not very funny and it can't toll the contract can't toll that's another thing so they can't in a weird you could have made the case that it would have been better for a whole year because you could have told the contract right yeah. and, and now that can't happen so 
uh, anywhere where I was going with it. I think it was plus, if you were on it as late as yesterday, it was plus 300 for the Steelers to finish in third if you wanted to do an exact order finish, which might be good enough to get you in as the seventh team. I, I mean, to me, these type of plays, you better be getting some serious odds because there's so many variables. I, it's hard enough to pick one team's over under. You're going to get all four of them right at the same time. I mean, I, I, some guys do. Some guys go to horse racings and get the trifectas and whatever. I, I have enough trouble picking a winner, Tim. Um, what do you have for the Ravens? Their over-under is uh, minus 157 at 9.5, uh, under 9.5 at plus 125. So what that tells me here is actually, wow, their win total, their closest variance is 10.5? Yikes, that's uh, that seems high to me. I, I would not go over 10.5 with the Ravens there. I'd go under that. Like I think they might be able to win the division with 10, but I, I wouldn't feel comfortable going over, even if the payout is plus money. I'll say this. I, I, traditionally, the AFC North is close, and there's a hard games to win for the you know the, the infighting. Um, That's how the Steelers got in the playoffs last yeah. year. It was going four, four of four against the Browns and Ravens. Traditionally, Baltimore figures it out. I got a lot of respect for that organization. You know, they've had some lower lows than Tomlin's had, but usually they're in the hunt. Usually they figure it out, and uh, they know what they're doing. I got... I feel so tunnel visioned on the Steelers after three plus weeks up here. Uh, I got to kind of revisit everybody else, but I do have one that uh, really has my attention. That's the Arizona Cardinals. And this has everything to do with that stupid clause in the Kyler Murray contract where they said he has to do homework for four hours a night and it can't be a video game. We were kicking this around on the morning show. Who would leak that? Because it doesn't make anybody look good, right? It makes him look like a dolt. It makes the team look like they don't trust them, and yet they're throwing all this money at them. Who could possibly want that information out? To me, the only logical answer is somebody on the Cardinals that doesn't like Kyler Murray very much. And uh, I'm thinking he's not a real popular guy out there. And if Or an agent that has another quarterback with another team. If your team doesn't like your quarterback, I'm sticking with my theory. If your team doesn't like your quarterback, I don't think that's a great battle cry to go have a 12-win season and win the Super Bowl. (laughs) Uh, What's their number, eight and a half? Eight uh, eight and a half, yeah. I'll go under. All right. Um, Real quick before we get to baseball, I did this yesterday with Wes Euler, who was on with me for Win Total Wednesday when we did a lot of over-unders. The three local teams, Pitt and Penn State, are both at eight and a half. Uh, 106 on the over, and I think 115 on the under. And uh, West Virginia is at six. Over-under on those three. Got no it? idea. No? Schedules and who's the quarterback and who. Uh, I went over on West Virginia and under with the under the other two. I, I will say this. In the Big Ten, I think Ohio State is going to be pretty good. I think Michigan's going to be pretty good. I think Michigan State's going to be pretty good. Not sure who Penn State cross-pollinates with, but... Uh, that's one I might I might uh, what, what's Mike Tomlin's uh, line from a couple weeks ago? Stay light on your feet. No, he said oh, I can talk myself into anything. Uh, <laughs> I might talk myself into Penn State under. All right, so uh, baseball wise, before we go, you said you're starting to heat back up on baseball. You're starting to see it a little bit because I'm not. I saw the Red Sox beating the Pirates and pretty much everything else I got wrong last night. A little bit. It's sad to say, you know, we were having such a good time in the first uh, third to first half of the season with the doubleheader theory and uh, my guy Alec Manoa and, and the Yankees and some other things. Dylan Cease. Yeah, a lot of stuff has evaporated. But uh, finding I'm, – I'm getting a little better here the last week and a half with finding a really good pitcher. And, you know, it's basically a toss-up game, but you have faith in your guy. Uh, study his uh, log, uh, who he's pitched against, if he's handled a certain team. Now, last night's a great example. 
Uh, Max Scherzer's been great since he came back, right? The Mets are a really good team. They're playing a really good team. The Braves on the road. But I think Scherzer was minus 125, something very affordable. And I bet it, and they won, but it ended up to be a 9-7 game. Now, I think it ended up that way because there was a rain delay, and that kind of screwed things up. But uh, find find a guy you trust and one that's not going to bite you in the ass too hard if it doesn't work. Because <laughs> my ability to parlay this stuff has evaporated completely. I was... I was playing one every night for a couple months and hitting one every four or five tries, which is really, that really works because it comes back a lot. You know what I mean? You lose a little, you win a lot. Um, but, uh, hey, uh, it is getting more competitive now, and I think the cream is going to start rising to the top. So let's go Mets. So the Padres play the Nats tonight after the big trades, and they are minus 400 I haven't seen a minus 400 all year. Is that Darvish against doesn't matter? Uh, let me see. I didn't even see who the pitchers are. Actually, I got it up here now. It's Anibal Sanchez for Washington, who's 0-5 with a 720 ERA. And Darvish, yeah, 340 ERA, 10-6. But what I wanted to see was the home runs. Josh Bell is at plus 480 to homer against his former team. And Soto is at plus 400. I can't believe, well, Brandon Drury is at plus 400. Luke Voigt, Manny Machado. Those guys have have more narrow odds, but you got to go with Soto and Bell, right, to homer against the Nats. You gotta, you got <laughs> to be sucked into that. I will yeah, be absolutely. I, I like that. I like I like the uh, the vitriol that's associated yes. with it and the the, the kind of fu component. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike, that'll do it for us. Great job on DVE during training camp all week, and we'll listen to you after me uh, at five o'clock in the DVE pregame show. I'll be on at three o'clock. And we'll be back doing this again for Bet Rivers throughout the course of the season, starting in earnest next week. We'll have at least. 50- I thought we'd be back in Pittsburgh next week. It's as opposed to earnest. Yeah. As new development outside of uh, Upper St. Clair, earnest development. Um, yeah, we will do this for a full 45 minute podcast starting next week as college football gets underway. Uh, I at least expect 15 to 20 minutes of that breakdown being about if Duquesne's going to cover the spread against Florida State. So we'll. Get boned up on Probably that. Probably not. Uh, that's on the way next week. Until then, have a good weekend, everybody. We are the Pittsburgh CityCast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to betrivers.com.